0: Welcome back to the Grace and Wrath Podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. In this series, we're telling Bible stories in chronological order and adding tips and commentary to help you share the gospel more easily and effectively. Today's story is about Samson and Delilah. We are in the book of Judges. In time, Samson fell in love with a woman named Delilah. When the Philistines found out about this, a group of their leaders met with her. They said, Each of us will pay you one thousand one hundred pieces of silver if you can find out the secret of his strength. Once we know that, we'll be able to kill him. So she asked Samson, How can someone tie you up in a way that makes you powerless? Oh, he said, I'll be like any other man if someone ties me up with seven brand new bowstrings. The Philistines gave her seven fresh bowstrings and hid some guards in her room. She tied Samson up with the bowstrings and then shouted, Samson, the Philistines are here. He jumped up and snapped the bowstrings as if they were pieces of yarn touched by a fire. Delilah said, you lied to me. Why would you make fun of me like that? Please tell me how you can be tied up. He said, the key is new ropes, but only ones that haven't been used for anything else. If I'm tied up with new ropes, I'll be like other people. So she took some new ropes and tied him up. Guards were still in their hiding place. She yelled, Samson, quick, the Philistines are here. He jumped up and snapped the ropes like they were pieces of thread. She said, I'm nothing but a joke to you. Why do you keep lying to me? Now tell me how you can be tied up. He finally said, it's my hair. If you weave my seven braids with the web of a loom, I'll be as weak as any other man. So she waited until he was asleep and carefully wove his seven braids into the loom. Then she yelled, Samson, the Philistines are here. He woke up and pulled his hair away from the loom. Delilah said, how can you say you love me when you don't trust me? Three times now you've laughed at me by telling me a lie. Why can't you trust me with the secret of your strength? She kept this up day after day. She begged and nagged him until she wore him down. Finally, he told her the truth. He said, I'm what our people call a Nazarite. I've been one since birth. My hair has never been cut and that's the secret of my strength. If someone shaves my head, I'll be like any other man. Delilah realized that he had finally told her the truth. She sent for the Philistine rulers. Come, I finally got the truth out of them. Be sure to bring my money with you. So they came with her money. That night, he fell asleep with his head on her lap. A man came out of hiding and cut off his seven braids. As he did... Samson's strength left him. Then she yelled, Samson, the Philistines are here! He jumped up to defend himself, but he didn't know the Lord wasn't with him. The Philistines grabbed him and he couldn't break loose. They held him down on the ground and poked out his eyes. They then took him to prison, where he was forced to push a grain millstone. While he was in prison, Samson's hair started to grow back. In time, the Philistines gathered to worship in the temple of their god. They ate and drank until they were drunk. Someone yelled, Go get Samson! That'll give us a good laugh. The place was packed as a boy led Samson into the temple. He said to the boy, Take me to the supporting pillars. Samson called out to God, "O oh Lord God, give me strength just one more time. Allow me to pay back the Philistines for taking my eyes. I'll die with them. He then grabbed the two supporting pillars and pushed on them with all he had. They gave way, and the temple fell on the Philistines, including all their leaders. More people died in Samson's death than he had killed in all of his life. He had been a judge in Israel for 20 years. I'd like to focus on one verse in chapter 16 of Judges, where this story comes from. That's uh, chapter 16, verse 7. Samson told her, If they tie me up with seven fresh bowstrings that have not been dried, I will become weak and be like any other man. Well, you've probably heard many times folks saying that Christians are weak minded or referring to weak minded Christians. They have to rely on something as feeble as faith. Um, I don't know how many times I've heard that. Some sort of a crutch. People need crutches, and they refer to faith as being a crutch that the Christians use. Well, it's also been said that it takes more faith to be an atheist. Let's look at the definition of atheist an atheist is one who denies the existence of God or of a supreme intelligent being. It really takes more faith to believe that and to believe that the earth was created from nothing that something came from nothing. These are all things that I can't comprehend without believing that God exists. But anyway, that's a whole other subject, a whole other argument. We can get into apologetics on that one, but I disregard that argument that Christians are weak-minded. But there is the issue of using crutches. They say that we Christians are leaning on our faith as a crutch. Well, what about alcohol? What about cigarettes? What about drugs? What about relationships? Um, Any kind of substance abuse or emotional attachments that people cling to and use as crutches. Many, many people use what you would call crutches. The Mental Health Services Administration claims that over 22 million Americans are addicted to drugs or alcohol. And I wish I knew uh, the date on that, but that's relatively recent. Those sort of crutches tend to snap and leave the patient in a worse state, you know, drugs and alcohol, or relationships. But faith in God is not like that. God will never let us down. In this short life, or in the life to come, you can lean on God. We don't have to be concerned with troubles of the future, because the future is in God's hands. He's already there, so nothing takes God by surprise. A crutch is actually a poor metaphor for a savior. It is more accurate to say that faith in Jesus is like a parachute. I'm quoting Ray Comfort here from his evidence Bible and I, I like that I like that analogy that faith in Jesus is is more like a parachute and that death is a fearful jump into eternity. The Bible tells us to quote put on the Lord Jesus Christ that's taken from Romans 13:14 You may believe that a parachute is a crutch used by weak-minded folk who can't handle the jump by themselves but if that's the case, Ray Comfort here says that, well, call me a weak-minded person, because I do need a savior. Hear, here, I agree with Mr. Comfort. If that's weak, call me weak. But I believe that actually it's a strength. There's the comfort that comes from it, the grace that comes from faith in Jesus. It's sad how the world sees that as weakness. Especially in the Western culture, we're raised to be independent, to be self-sufficient. And those in themselves are not bad things, but when those things are lifted to a point above any kind of dependency, um, that, that that's looked at as a weakness in our society, in our culture. Being dependent is a weakness. And that's kind of sad because it's, it's not. It's showing trust. It's showing faith, depending on our spouses, depending on our parents when we're kids And as we mature and embrace our Savior, we depend on our Lord Jesus Christ. If you haven't already, I encourage you to heed the Lord's call, turn from your sins, believe the gospel, and receive the gift of salvation that Jesus is offering you right now. If you like what you're hearing, please like and subscribe to the program. And please consider giving us a good review. It really does help. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Grace and Wrath and on the web at graceandwrath.com. Thanks for listening. This is Mark signing off for now. So ride hard, pray often, and talk about Jesus wherever you go.